positive is really great for breaking out of a negative mindset, but did you know that there are times when it can do more harm than good? Welcome to Becoming a Mindful Teacher. This is a podcast for educators who want to improve the lives of children by digging deep into the minds of their students and themselves in order to create a space where it is safe to learn. My name is Winter and I am passionate about helping children break through their mental junk in order to become successful little humans. Join me on this journey each week as we delve into the many ways that we can help our students succeed no matter what difficult situations they've experienced. Let's get started. My friends, we're back. It's another week, another Monday. <laughs> and we've got this. We're going to do it. We're going to plow through. We're going to do the best that we can. But thanks for joining me doing this, knowing that you're there listening and at least we can hang out. That makes me happy. So I'm glad you're joining me for another week. Last week, we were talking about the law of attraction and how that really, really helped me, you know, change my mindset and really changed the course of my life. And that sounds super dramatic, but it's true. Just, you know, going from a super depressed state into thinking I could actually succeed. And so I was super on that path of positivity. Oh, and as I'm talking, if you didn't listen to last week's uh, podcast on law of attraction, go ahead and listen to that because I'll kind of be referring to that a little bit throughout today. But when you think of somebody who's super positive, there's some of those people that are kind of like sickening positive, like everything is positive and nothing can go wrong. And I hate to admit it, but I was one of those people I, I've come to believe. I think when I first learned about it and I was really conscious of what I was thinking and what I was saying, I can guarantee that at least at some point I was just a sickening positive person. And I don't shame myself. I don't blame myself. That's what I needed at the time to grow and become just a happier person. So I was doing good. I had gotten a new teaching job. I've I've gone through, I've been improving. And then COVID hit. And, you know, just like many of you out there, my school shut down. We were stuck at home and we were surviving. And that isn't sarcastic. That isn't, you know, blowing things up out of proportion. We were truly trying to survive a new situation, a new life we were living. And things sucked. Like, I'm going to be honest, things super sucked. For someone who was going to therapy, working on themselves and and really having a positive life, when COVID hit, I became very angry. And I couldn't figure out why I was so angry, but I knew in my body something was making me angry and I couldn't figure it out. And by being stuck at home and not being able to go anywhere, I, like many others, were on social media a lot. And on my Instagram, I follow a few psychologists because the mind just intrigues me. And as I was looking at their posts, these psychologists, I started seeing posts about toxic positivity. And I don't know if this, you know, just came up recently due to COVID. I had never heard of toxic positivity until this moment. And as I was reading these posts that were describing the difference between 
positivity and toxic positivity, I realized that my anger was brewing from individuals who were showing signs of that toxic positivity. So I wanted to get you a a definition of toxic positivity. And so looking on the internet, I have found an an article from verywellmind.com that talks about toxic positivity. And they described or defined toxic positivity as the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. And this was exactly what was happening with the person in my life who during COVID would just never acknowledge that things were hard, would never acknowledge that something was tough, would never acknowledge that things ultimately sucked. And so I would express myself, you know, I mean, people with mental health issues really struggled during this time. So my anxiety was already at a level that was needing therapy and, you know, needing discussing. And now you're stuck at home, can't leave the house. So that's going to exacerbate already current feelings that you're having. And so this person in my life would completely dismiss anything I was saying and would, you know, say things like, oh my gosh, but at least you are able to work in your pajamas and at least you can spend more time with your husband. And that's fine. And those were true. Like they were very true, but that's not what we want to hear when we're going through a tough time. And I wasn't sure why it was making me angry. But after investigating toxic positivity, I'm curious, have you heard or said things like the following? Like, well, things could be worse, or you just have to be positive. Or or have you heard things like, well, so-and-so is really struggling right now, even more than you are. Don't worry about it. It'll all be fine. Or just think happy thoughts. Hearing these things made me so, so very angry. And I wasn't sure why. But as I delved in and learned more about toxic positivity, I wanted to share with you two reasons why this toxic positivity is so hurtful and kind of damaging to individuals. So the first reason why it's so damaging is that it dismisses the person's feelings. So think about it. I'm coming at it from two different ways. So either you're receiving the toxic positivity or you're giving it. And I don't want you to feel shame or anything about giving toxic positivity. I'll explain why. But Toxic positivity dismisses people's feelings. It makes them feel like they do not matter. And when we're expressing our feelings, we are expressing them because we want to feel validated. We want to feel like we're not alone in the situation. That's why we, you know, we talk about it and we discuss it. And if we are getting hit with these comments, these toxic positive comments, then we're kind of being told in action and in words that our feelings don't matter. So in the case of these kind of actions with yourself or your peers, if someone's approaching you with toxic positivity, I want you to know that it is normal to feel angry. And it took me a little while to give myself permission to have those feelings. We can't change that person who's bringing it at us, but I don't want you to take their response that you are crazy for feeling the way you are. You are valid in your feelings and it is okay to feel the way you are. If you notice that you are that person that 
is trying to help the person who's going through a bad situation and you're seeing yourself using those phrases, I want you to know that being aware that you're saying them is amazing. And awareness is the first key into changing a behavior. So it's good to be aware that you might be dismissing someone's feelings. This means that you can change your own personal behavior. And knowing that I've come from a super, super positive and probably toxic positive behavior system prior to where I am right now, currently what I'm practicing is that I just need to sit and listen to the other person. In my mind, as I'm sitting and listening, I'm I, it's, it's kind of bad. And sometimes I'm not listening to the person talking because in my mind, I am constantly telling myself in my brain, I'm like, okay, do not chime in. Do not talk. Do not add my two cents. Do not mention why I had a situation that's just like theirs and how I got through it. Yes, that it could be helpful, but it's invalidating their feelings. This is exactly how my husband is when we're talking in a situation. So if I had a really bad day and I'm talking to my husband and I'm telling him what happened, he will turn right around and tell me how bad his day was. And it would make me extremely angry that that was happening because it's invalidating my feelings. It's saying, oh, okay, you're feeling bad, but guess how my day was bad? And I didn't understand it until I confronted him. And when I say I confronted him, I'm sure I was not a friendly person when I did so. (laughs) And I'm sure I was yelling when I said, I don't care how bad your day was. My day was horrible or this situation really hurt me. And he responded that, That's how he knew to empathize with me. He thought that by telling me how bad his day was, that I wasn't alone in the situation, that, oh, you know, it's okay because I had a bad day too, so I can empathize with you in having a bad day. But that doesn't make another person feel better. And I'm just here to tell you, like, don't chime in with how you have handled that type of situation They just want to be heard and validated. So you might be like me. And in my head, I'm constantly telling myself, don't chime in. Don't chime in. Don't just listen. Don't chime in. Another thing you can do for that person is just some simple, short statements, like kind of reiterating their feelings by saying, oh my gosh, you must have been so sad. Or I... I bet you felt really guilty when that happened. Just reiterating that you've heard them and you kind of hear what that emotion is that they're feeling will immediately have them feel validated and that the person will kind of calm down. When thinking about toxic positivity with children and your students, just because the children are younger than us and they are, you know, they're just babies and they're learning their feelings for the first time, it doesn't mean that their feelings are invalid. So when we approach this, We see the children as having little baby kid problems. And I can say that, and even high schoolers, I'm sure, have problems that you look at and you're like, oh my gosh, you think that's the worst thing that could happen today? But again, every single person needs their feelings validated. So just like with adults, allow them to express their feelings. They are just learning how to navigate their own feelings. These these feelings could be new for them. It might be they've only experienced this feeling a couple of times and it's very overwhelming for them. So make sure that when we are talking to a student and they're showing us and explaining these feelings to us that we don't negate their feelings. Things that we say to negate their feelings is, oh, that's fine. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. You will be fine. 
nothing's wrong right now. You're okay. They don't feel okay in the moment. They do not feel safe. They are very fearful in the moment. So by telling them that everything's okay, they don't believe it. They don't feel okay. So just like with the adults, just respond with, again, reiterating how they're feeling. You must be really scared or you must be really sad and they'll feel heard. They'll feel comforted that you know, it's okay what they're feeling. It's kind of like just by hearing that you know their feelings, they ultimately feel safer in the moment because you are saying that it's okay that they feel that way because you understand them. When we're saying things like everything's okay and you'll be fine, usually we say this because it is us trying to control the situation because either we're uncomfortable with what's going on in the situation or their feelings, or a lot of times it's because we feel like we don't have the time. Our days are very busy and jam-packed with things that we need to do. And so we don't really have the time to have like a mini therapy session with these students and go through their feelings. And I completely understand that. What I don't want you to do is use those phrases that negate their feelings just to get the situation over with. What you could say is, you know, oh my gosh, you must be really sad right now. I I feel for you about how sad you're feeling. We do have to do this assignment, but maybe we can talk about it later. In that moment, the child feels heard and they understand that you know how they're feeling. So it already allows them to kind of process and move through that feeling. Now, if it's a student who frequently needs to get their feelings out and there's it's like one of those super like needy ones that always wants to talk to you, maybe there can be a mentor teacher. Like again, I'm a specialist, so I don't have a homeroom and I have that homeroom time that is kind of open in my schedule where maybe you could find someone, a staff member like that who can make a connection with this student that once a week they can meet and that student can you know, get out their feelings and and chat with them just to kind of get it out so they can feel heard and seen. And that'll get them started on a good positive note for that day or that week. And then they'll feel as if they were heard. And then hopefully there won't be as many disruptions throughout the day because that child is just running their problems through their mind. The other thing that toxic positivity inadvertently teaches us is that over time, those who are receiving the toxic positivity, those people will stuff away their negative emotions because they will come to believe that their feelings don't matter, which then ultimately leads to them thinking that they don't matter as a person. Because if people are constantly negating their feelings, they won't, they don't get validated. Then they're like, you know what? I don't matter. And that's scary to think, but it happens. They come to believe that uncomfortable emotions are bad and therefore they're a bad person for feeling them. I know growing up and I haven't yet been able to pinpoint where this started, but I grew up learning and believing that you are not allowed to be angry. Anger is not a feeling. And I think a lot of women feel this way, that we aren't allowed to be angry or show anger. And so what would happen to me is I would end up just crying. (laughs) I know I'm not the only one who hates this, but it's when you're frustrated and you cry and then you get even more angry because you cried and then you think the other person thinks you were hurt, but really you're just angry. I can't be the only person that that happens to. But by stuffing away our negative emotions, we come to believe that uncomfortable emotions are bad and therefore I'm a bad person and 
then we start either feeling guilty for feeling those negative emotions or shameful for feeling those emotions, especially if these people are coming at us and saying, you know what, it's going to be a fine, like you're fine. Then you think you're crazy for thinking these negative emotions or these feelings and having them. So while focusing on the positive is definitely beneficial to improving our mindset and, you know, getting us back into that positive actions and feeling good about ourselves and moving us in the right direction, it can quickly turn into toxic positivity. And it can happen very easily because you you notice how good you feel as you're putting out these positive vibes and these positive words and feelings, and it can turn toxic very quickly. So we have to make sure that we never dismiss anyone's feelings, children or adults. We cannot dismiss it. So take notice of those words and phrases that you're using when somebody is discussing it with you. It is their feelings and we can't change that. So we can't talk them out of their feelings. We just have to experience it with them and let them process through it. What we can make sure to do is validate their feelings in the situation and let them know that you are there as someone who can help them navigate through these big feelings and get to the other side. Hopefully this podcast helped explain toxic positivity and and go over actions and and words that you can do to make sure that either you don't become a toxic positive person yourself or helps you navigate those people who might be more of a toxic positive person in your life. And I feel like this doesn't really cover those people in your life that are negative all the time, but I cover that a little more in a previous episode called Negative Coworkers. So for those who are just very negative people, go ahead and listen back to that podcast. But this is more of just somebody going through a really tough time and how you can approach them in that sense. So thank you for joining me this week please head on over to my website. It's amindfulteacher.com. I want you to contact me and let me know what it is that you'd like to hear on a future episode so that I can make sure I am meeting your needs and helping you navigate this crazy world of education, both with yourself and your students. I'm here to help. So please help me do that. And I will talk with you next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in more stuff from me, go ahead and join me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at A Mindful Teacher. You can also join my mailing list to be notified when new podcasts are released. Just head on over to my website at amindfulteacher.com. 